Imagine not knowing what your income would be each week. Financial planning would be a nightmare. More than 90% of Vision's income is free will donations. When supporters commit to monthly giving, it provides greater certainty when budgeting for regular expenses and weighing up new opportunities that arise. And knowing we can rely on regular monthly gifts takes some guesswork out of operating a faith ministry. Monthly givers who share our mission are called Visionary Extra Mile Partners. And right now, you are invited to join this growing group of faithful supporters. The amount of your tax-deductible monthly gift is completely up to you. But what is most important is knowing that you are standing with us to reach Australia with the gospel. To become a Visionary Extra Mile partner, click the banner in the Vision app or go to vision.org.au slash extra mile. It only takes a few minutes, but will have an eternal impact. Vision. This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media. Thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation today at vision.org.au. Everything seems to be lost, but in reality, everything is gain. It appears to be the end, but it's really the beginning. Hi, and welcome to Today with Jeff Vines. Today, we continue Successful Living, a look at what we need to change in our lives in order to keep moving forward in our faith. Pastor Jeff is speaking from Paul's letter to the Philippians, chapter 3. Here's what happens to a lot of people. The reason there's no inward transformation or change, you came into your faith with great vigor and vitality and passion to change and to be who God wanted you to be. And then you started trying a few things and you realized, man, this is hard. This is Today with Jeff Vines, and we continue Pastor Jeff's message about successful living. You've got to train the mind to forget the past and forget past hurts. You've got to do it, man, or it's going to destroy you. You'll never know what it really is to live. Now, here's one other thing I want to say before I move to the second point. There are many issues that can be settled by confrontation, repentance, and forgiveness. But I'm going to say something I don't believe many pastors will tell you. But you got to hear me because if you misunderstand, it's going to be a travesty to the gospel. I'm simply saying this. There are many other issues that cannot be settled by you. And you're just going to need to forget them, move on, leave it in the hands of God. Whether it's reconciliation with a parent, a co-worker, a relative. The Bible says in Romans 12, I think the Apostle Paul got this. He wanted reconciliation, but he, he learned a lesson. He said, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. You can't allow somebody that wounded you to keep on wounding you by refusing to forgive them. You'll stop looking out the window and thinking of ways you're going to hurt them. But what you don't realize is they're still hurting you because they're still taking up valuable time of yours. But there's a different segment to this, and it's this. There's another way to ruin yourself, and it's by, listen now, pursuing reconciliation with an uninterested party. You want to reconcile? Your mind is right, but they have no interest. There are some people in the world that just do not want to like you. And no matter what you do, it's not going to make a difference. You know, you just move on, go on, forgive right there and get out, move on. If you don't, you'll find your place yourself in places that you don't want to be. 
And you'll turn to things that will ultimately destroy you. All right, Jeff, number one, you say, train the mind to forget. How do I do that? Glad you asked. Here's what you do. Number two, you must train the mind to remember. You will train the mind to forget when you train the mind to remember. Remember what? Keep moving forward. Here's what Paul says in Philippians 3. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Now, he says, I press on toward the mark. Now, if you've been in church any amount of time, you know the word used here. The apostle Paul is talking about pressing toward the finish line, a runner, stretching and straining for the tape, trying to reach the goal. Now, you got to understand, that's why I identify so much with this guy, Paul. Man, he was a real guy. He said, you know, funny thing happened to me. I became a believer in Jesus. I wanted to be holy. I wanted to be pure. I wanted to have moral purity. That's the goal. That's the prize. But funny thing happened along the way. My flesh got in the way. And I feel like I'm incarcerated in the flesh. The real me inside wants to do the good, but this flesh wants to do the bad. It's a constant battle. Now, here's what happens to a lot of people. The reason there's no inward transformation or change, you came into your faith with great vigor and vitality and passion to change and to be who God wanted you to be. And then you started trying a few things and you realized, man, this is hard. So now in your mind, it's better not to risk because if you don't risk, you won't fail. You quit. And the apostle Paul had learned that the only sin in this is a failure to keep trying. That's the problem. He learned that you have to train your mind to keep moving forward, that the real sin is giving up. Jonah Salk discovered the cure to polio, vaccine for polio. Took him 200 and plus times to do it. A reporter once asked Jonah Salk, how did it feel to fail 200 times? To which he responded, I didn't fail at anything 200 times. I just discovered 200 new ways not to cure polio. (laughs) See, that's what you do. You discover ways that it doesn't work. It's trial and error. Now, here's the thing. If you don't live with an attitude of reaching forward, something very, very bad is going to happen to you. You're going to be paralyzed and destined for a life of mediocrity and defeat. Now, I notice that something's happening to me that I don't like. As I get older, I'm less willing to take risks. Now, in golf terminology, I'm laying up on all the par fives. For those of you who aren't golfers, let me tell you what that means. When I was younger and I belted out a 280 plus drive, and I've got a, a green to go to that's 220, 240 away, and I got water on the right and trees and forest on the left. It didn't even bother me. I didn't even notice they were there. But the older I get, see, now I've got a long history of hitting it into the water and hitting it into the trees. So now when I stand up there, I think, man, I might hit it in the water. I might hit it in the trees. And here's the thing. I may not make bogey, but I'll never make eagle. I may live a mundane, mediocre life. Yeah, I may stop risking. I may not fail, but I'll never succeed. Ignorance is bliss when you're younger. And there are many of you in the room that you're not going to have, you're not going to take any more risk of a new relationship just because you've had some bad ones. You're not going to risk a new job because you've had a bad one. You're not going to risk any new adventure because you feel that if you don't risk, you can't, you can't fail. But I'll tell you something else, you won't live either. That's why there are Christians in the room right now. They, they all got all excited. Man, I'm going to study my Bible every morning. And you did that for a while and then you failed. And now you say, I'm not doing that again because that feels bad. I'm going to start praying every morning, spend time with God in the afternoon. You did that for a while, you stopped, and now you're not going to risk because if you don't risk, you won't fail. You said, I'm going to be abstinent, young people. I'm going to be sexually pure. And then you failed. You say, I'm not going to try that again. I tried it. I failed. You want to be Christ-like. You want to pursue Christ-likeness. You tried it. You failed. And now your whole life is no risk, no risk. I'm not going to risk because if I don't risk, I can't possibly fail. Here's the problem. Your God is too small. Lamentations 3 says, because of the Lord's great love, 
we are not consumed. Did you hear that? When you blow it, you are not consumed because God loves you. His compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Every time you fail, God wakes you up in the morning and forgives you again. The only real sin is you stop trying. You gotta keep going after it. It's true in Christian life. It's true in everyday life. You show me a businessman who will not risk and I'll show you a business that never advances. You show me a Christian who won't risk, I'll show you a Christian who never changes every, every year that he looks in the mirror, he's the same. Now, isn't it true, the, come on now, isn't it true the older we get, man, we just stop risking. That's why you're eating at the same restaurants all the time, that's right. Because you don't want to risk, maybe a bad experience. It's why the, I take my wife to Hong Kong and we eat at McDonald's, why? You got, all this, you got all this food, this aroma coming in off the street, but I'm scared, I don't know, it could be bad, I could get food poisoning, so I go to the Golden Arches, and you know why? Because at least there I know it's bad and won't be disappointed. <laughs> you stop risking. Let me tell you, here's what I've learned about that though. You want a simple truth that you can take to the bank? Actually, that doesn't work anymore, does it? Okay, a simple truth, forget about taking it to the bank. <laughs> You can live on bland food so as to avoid an ulcer. Drink no tea, coffee, or other stimulants. Go to bed early, stay away from nightlife. Avoid all controversial subjects so as never to give offense. Mind your own business. Avoid involvement in other people's problems. Spend money only on necessities and save all you can. And you can still break your neck in the bathtub because it'll serve you right. <laughs> so says Eileen Gruder. Do you know why? Here's the thing. Stuff happens to every single one of us. You're not alone in that. So here's the way I figured. If bad stuff's gonna happen anyway, I might as well experience while I'm trying something courageous and bold and life-changing. This is Today with Jeff Vines. And Pastor Jeff is reminding us we must forget our constant failings and keep moving forward in our faith, taking risks and pursuing God as our provider and protector. Stuff happens to every single one of us. You're not alone in that. And for many of you, I wish you'd just change anything. Just comb your hair differently. Buy some new clothes. Change your deodorant. Anything. Risk generosity. Risk serving somewhere. Risk forgiving somebody. Hey, go to Rwanda with me next year when I preach in the prisons. That'll be good for every single one of you. Risk. Do something different. Let God open your eyes to future progress and stop letting the past drag you down every time you get to the threshold and defeating you. Look, listen to me. Let it go for crying out loud. Let it go. Whatever it is, let it go and move forward. And then finally, three. Not only must you train the mind to forget, train the mind to remember. Remember to keep moving forward. You must train the mind to focus. Now listen. Remember a couple weeks ago we talked about how your whole life is God sending waves and all you need to do is ride it. Here comes a wave. Get your board out. Get ready to ride. Here's what Paul says. Not that I have already obtained all this. In other words, not that I'm morally perfect or pure. Man, I got problems. Paul's saying I got sin in my life. Nobody likes to hear that about Paul. He's a real guy. He says, or have already been made perfect. Man, I got a long way to go, he says. But I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus laid hold of me. Now think about this for a moment. Press on. It's that Greek word, stretching, but it also means that there is a singularity of focus. You're not looking to the right, you're not looking to the left, nor behind you. You're focused on one thing. What Paul is saying, I've learned a lesson. If I can just keep my focus on God, no matter what's happening around me, I'll know the grand weaver is at work. Now, now listen, isn't it true that the lives who have made the biggest difference in the world have been those lives who have suffered the most? You see, Malcolm Muggeridge said, now follow me here, 
Malcolm Bunger said, God is like the sun. You can't look at it, but without it, you can't look at anything else. Only God, and seeing your entire life in the perspective of God, will there be light on your job, on your marriage, on everything. There'll be understanding. There'll be a knowledge of what God is doing all around you. And I think, of, I think every time I see this, I think of Michael Jackson. Now, think what, you can think what you want about Michael Jackson. The problem I have is I don't trust the media, period. So I don't know what to tell you. I, I, that's not my call. But here is my call. I can say this. Whatever you think about Michael, the guy was an unbelievable entertainer. Let me tell you. God gave him a very special gift. And the other day, Robin and I were driving down the road and we were listening to 103.5. And they played Michael Jackson's songs. And I turned it up high. And I listened to it. I said to my wife, I said, man, Robin, because she loves Michael. I said, how old do you think Michael was? She goes, I think he's 10 or 11 when he did that song. 10 or 11. Have you heard the voice control this guy had as a 10 or 11 year old? How do you do that? And I'm, I just cranked up, man, this guy's amazing. I mean, the talent God gave him. I remember after basketball games in college, after we'd have a victory, I'd put my headphones on and there was this thing back then called a cassette player. It was a square box and you would put it down in there and push forward and rewind, things like that. And I would listen to my favorite songs on the Thriller cassette. And I really liked him then because he had a lot in common with the Dodgers. You know, they both wore a, a white glove on their left hand for no apparent reason. And, and uh, I wonder, I know it's an old one, but it's still good to get in there. You know, here's what I wonder about Michael quickly. I wonder if Michael ever stopped to ask the question of origin. Because whatever we think about Michael, we know this. Man, here's a frustrated man. Here's a man trying to find himself, trying to reinvent himself, trying to identify. And I just wonder, I wonder what would have happened if someone came and just loved Michael and said, Michael, let me tell you, stop focusing on the gift and focus on the giver of the gift. Because if you start focusing on the giver of all the gifts in your life, including sometimes pain can be a gift. It can. You don't like to hear that, but it can. If you do that, then you'll learn to see everything that ever happens to you through the cross. Well, what do you mean? Well, see, the cross, I mean, it's, it's so brilliant in the mind of God because it's not only salvation from your sin, not only sanctification to make you holy, but think about the cross. At the cross, everything seems to be defeated. In reality, though, it's the greatest victory of all. Everything seems to be lost, but in reality, everything is gain. It appears to be the end, but it's really the beginning. It appears that God had failed, but it was God's greatest victory. Do you believe me when I tell you, and I've said it all this year, there have been some themes, so next year we'll have new themes, but do you believe me when I tell you that God is the grand weaver of your life and he weaves a cord through your life and his intention is to bring beauty, pattern, and design out of the chaos of your life? So that whatever happens, if you've got your focus on God, if you stay there, then you'll be able to forget the past because God's the sovereign of the past. You'll be able to pursue the present and the future because God is sovereign over the future. And God's hand is on your life. There was a lady who was really nervous about flying and she was shaking in the airplane. There was heavy turbulence. Stewardesses noticed, so they went to the pilot. They told the pilot, look, we've got someone that's really disturbed back here. So finally the turbulence softened and he got out of his seat. Co-pilot takes over. He goes back, kneels down beside the lady and he says, are you okay? And she goes, no, I'm, I'm not doing very well. And he says, well, let me tell you something. You see that red light out on that right-hand wing? She looked over to the right and saw it. She said, yes. You see that light over on the left-hand wing? She looked over and saw it. She said, yes. She goes, look, as long as we stay between those two lights, we'll be all right. 
as long as you keep your eyes on God, you'll be okay. You'll be all right. Let it go. Today, let it go. Please, for your sake, let it go. Father, we are grateful for the power of your word, your mercy, and your grace. The fact that we wake up every morning and your mercies are new. You forgive us. The fact that you remind us that the real sin in our lives is when we stop trying, when we stop pursuing, when God becomes so small. When you become so small to us, we stop believing that you can give us the power and the courage and the strength and the know-how to overcome, to live above our circumstances, rather allowing our circumstances to crush us under the weight of devastating and unfortunate events. Father, I, I pray right now in Jesus' name that we would have a heart and a passion to pursue you and to keep our eyes focused where they need to be on your love, on you as the grand weaver to bring that beauty and design out of the chaos of life. Because we know stuff happens and will continue to happen, but you are sovereign over every event and we are grateful in Jesus' name. Amen. This is Today with Jeff Vines, and we've been hearing how to achieve successful living. Pastor Jeff's ultimate advice is not to focus only on developing our gifts, but to focus on the giver, our sovereign God, who gives us all things. To hear more from Pastor Jeff, just search for Jeff Vines at vision.org.au. Today with Jeff Vines, just another way vision is connecting faith to your life. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 